Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I say it every week, but college football always seems to deliver. And week seven in college football was certainly no exception. We're going to talk a little bit about Oregon, Washington. Let's talk about the rest of the teams that have shown out, shown up, and some who haven't shown up, who are in trouble. we got a lot to address today as we recap week seven in college football right here on the Landry Football Podcast on the Landry Football Podcast Network, which you can get by subscribing, liking, and sharing the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Also, A reminder, as we always like to do, you can get the best information on football, college football, NFL, over at LandryFootball.com. Breaking down the games of football, college football, NFL, players, teams, coaches, schemes, we got it covered for you. Take advantage of our football season offer that we have uh, going on right now. Um, It was a great game. It was a lot built up into it. And my takeaway from Oregon and Washington is both of these teams. And we're going to get right into it because everyone wants to say, well, uh, you know, what does this do for the national landscape? Everybody, and I don't know that this is good, quite frankly, um, for the conversation of, of, of football, but college football. But everything is focused on the playoffs and who's going to make it. Folks, we don't know who's going to make it. That's the purpose of the frickin' season is to see it play out. But let me just give my takeaway from Oregon and Washington is that both of these teams are outstanding. They rose to the moment. It was a great performance. I thought there were some defensive efforts that were underrated with the understanding that certainly these are two offensive-driven teams. I think both of these teams are national playoff caliber. I also think that we've got uh, other teams. We've got Texas, like I said after last week, Texas and Oklahoma, playoff caliber. Uh, I think in the Big Ten, I think Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, playoff caliber. Now, not all of them are going to survive that. We're going to see. I think that Georgia's playoff caliber. I think that uh, Florida State is playoff caliber. I think Alabama, North Carolina, maybe. Look, I think there's a lot left to determine and a lot of good teams that have potential to be playoff caliber teams, not just potential to make it, but are good enough to do it. But will they? We don't know. Oregon and Washington showed us that in the moment, sometimes in those big moments, you have a disappointing efforts. And maybe it's uh, the game doesn't live up to its hype. It, it, it definitely did. I think both quarterbacks were outstanding. And there's going to be some questions. I will I will say it. I felt Dan Lanning should have kicked the field goal right prior to the half. Not because 
the whole theory of, well, you're not going to win that game kicking field goals. Um, yeah, you can win the game winning field kicking field goals. And, and, and you know, it's you can't live off that, of course. But the percentage of making one completion for a touchdown or kicking a field goal, percentage-wise, is better kicking a field goal. And obviously, that game could have been different. We don't know if it would have been exactly the same, but maybe they would have been kicking to win a, uh, instead of tying at the end. We don't know. Dan will question himself and, and second-guess himself, but the bottom line, he had a good game plan. He went with an aggressive approach. I don't criticize the decision to go for it. I just would have gone for the field goal, but I completely understand it. Great performance. I think both of these teams are very good. It's going to be interesting to see if they can run the table, how it plays out in the end, because um, both of these teams are very capable. The, the team that we have said all along that was not playoff caliber from the Pac-12 is USC. And I think we saw that again. Um, their defense is horrific, but we saw that good defense could rattle and pressure the quarterback and submerge them into a very subpar performance. And that's what Notre Dame did. Um, USC's not built with a championship pedigree. They play to loose and free and not enough of a defensive discipline focus style that's going to allow them to be successful. That's was the problem that Lincoln had at Oklahoma. It's what he's having at uh, USC. Um, Michigan continues to roll. We are not going to see them get tested very much this year, only against Penn State and only against Ohio State. The Big Ten is a three-team league. I think Maryland shot itself in the foot. Could have made it a case of, look, that's a pretty good team. And by the way, they are pretty good. But therein lies the difficulty. And I get this asked a bunch. How could this happen? How could Louisville beat Notre Dame and then lay an egg against Pitt? Because that's what happens in college football. Very few teams, very few teams are good enough to consistently sustain winning on a weekend, week out basis. Most people are about, they have a great performance at home, they have a flat performance on the road, or they have a really bad performance one week, they rebound and have a good one the next week. Then after that good performance, it's a letdown, and it, it happens all the time. That is the norm. That's not the exception. Maryland was a case of, look, a good team in a weaker conference. That is taking care of business. Look, the Big Ten is very weak. Let's just call it what it is. It's Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, which, by the way, I mean, those are three really good teams. So how weak could it be if it's those three teams are good? But the depth-wise is where I'm going with it. Just not, not very good. I mean, you look at it. Illinois pulls the upset. Not very good team. Indiana's not good. Iowa, we know, awful on offense, still winning. But they're winning because the conference is so weak. Michigan State's bad. Minnesota's not good. Nebraska's not good. Northwestern's awful. Purdue's bad. 
you know, um, Rutgers, I mean, Wisconsin's, I mean, it's just, it's a very weak league. But there are three teams that are very good in Michigan, Ohio State are taking care of business, as is Penn State. Can't wait for Penn State, Ohio State this week. That's going to be the feature game. Florida State's taking care of business in the ACC. They are very good, playing consistently, beating Syracuse. Impressed with North Carolina, taking care of business at home, beating a Miami team that uh, is certainly obviously hit the skids here the past two weeks. Um, so when I look at it, I mean, I, I truly believe this right now. As I grade the teams, I mean, I think out West, Oregon and Washington are playoff caliber. Oklahoma, Texas are playoff caliber. Michigan, Ohio State in particular are playoff caliber and maybe Penn State. Florida State playoff caliber, maybe North Carolina. Georgia is definitely playoff caliber, maybe Alabama. That's kind of how I, I see it. I mean, that's and it's going to play out through the course of the season. I think USC was ranked way too high, at least to, to my eyes, and I think that's proven out. But I think we've got some tough matchups um, that are going to shape up the rest of this season. Um, some other thoughts. Um, Alabama was not real impressive against Arkansas protecting the lead. Uh, they're making way too many mistakes. So as I watch them and I see, oh, yeah, they're winning, and that's great. What I see is a team that's very flawed in terms of mistakes. They're not a dominant team that can overcome the mistakes that they make. So they're not going to – Could it? would it's possible that they win the rest of their games? Maybe depending on the health of, um, of these two teams, could they win the SEC championship and get into the playoffs? Yes. But are they good enough to win a championship making these type of mistakes? The answer is no. That has to be cleaned up. I don't know at this point how much cleaner things get from this point. Georgia, we've got to monitor the injury to Brock Bowers. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, he's not just a really good player. He's an integral part of their offense. How they utilize him not only in the passing game, but in the run game, uh, it's huge. Having him healthy at the end of the season, I think, is going to be necessary for them to advance and to try to win their third consecutive title. Um, in the early window, it was pretty sloppy in that Georgia. And then, you know, Arkansas came back, showed a lot of fight against Alabama. And the second window, opposite of Oregon, Washington, Texas A&M continues to be a huge disappointment. They are, you know, Tennessee was able to win with some – Really good defensive efforts, forcing turnovers late. AM continues to um, disappoint in terms of their ability to win big games. Um, Jimbo Fisher is 0 8 on the road versus SEC ranked teams. With all the talent, uh, they continue to underachieve. There's no question about it. Um, I'm not a I'm not a real big fan of this Tennessee team. I don't think they're all that good, uh, and it was a winnable game, and a And M couldn't get it done. So huge disappointment there, uh, in that um, in that slot. Florida, folks, is five and two. Is there a less a less impressive five and two team? <clears throat> and they lost two games, and they got blown out by Kentucky. 
really, um, it's amazing though how the perception changes uh, uh, in 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 terms of your one loss record and how it looks. But uh, that Florida team uh, managed to get by South Carolina in a not so impressive way. Uh, I mentioned um, North Carolina's win over Miami. Uh, I was impressed how they were able to kind of keep their foot down and able to withstand a couple of runs in the game from Miami. They played very well. Drake May is outstanding. Offensively, they've got a really good chance in every game that they play. But they play better defensively than I think people give them credit for. Very impressed um, by how they performed. LSU uh, was dominant against Auburn. Uh, Now, LSU, offensively, we know that they're very good. I'm not ready to say that they've made strides defensively because they – really uh, put the clamps down on Auburn's offense. Auburn's offense is not very good. (coughs) Pardon me. Um, However, here's what I would take away from it. Is there some things about this LSU defense that's not going to get better? Your personnel is not going to get any better. You're going to struggle most of the year because of it. But it's the little things. It's the ability to tackle better, play with better energy, play with better focus, play with better intensity, play with better discipline. I think there's some confidence that can be built off of what happened in that game. So we shall see going forward. They've got Army uh, next week, which is going to be a, a discipline test, you know, in terms of defending uh, that off that offense. Then you've got a bye week before Alabama, Florida, Georgia State, and Texas A&M. So, the chance to have a pretty good team, you know, uh, is LSU with two losses. You know, even if they were to lose to Alabama, a, a nine and three record uh, wouldn't be as bad. It's maybe a disappointing in the people that, uh, in the eyes of the people that thought they were a national playoff caliber team, which they were not. Um, and I think they were overrated in that regard. Uh, they still could end up having a pretty good season. Uh, if they finish it up, but it's all going to be about, can they get enough defensive stops against a team like Alabama on the road? Offensively, they're a, they're tough team to handle. Missouri, an impressive win against Kentucky. And I got to get a lot of credit to where it deserves. And Eli Drinkwich has gotten a lot out of this team. This defense stepped up and made some big plays. Um, They can throw the football. They're more balanced than Kentucky to win a game on the road like that is impressive. On the other side for Kentucky and Mark Stoops, it's been a tough couple of weeks. Get hammered by Georgia and you come back home and lose to to Missouri at home is it's not a good look. And they are not a they're not balanced enough. And this is the thing that again people get confused by. They look at the record and they look at the result of the game and they make conclusions on how good a team is. You've got to study the tape and you've got to see how balanced the team is, because that's going to determine your capabilities going forward against future opponents. And anybody that watched Kentucky could see that they're not balanced enough on offense. They don't have enough of a passing game. They're going to not have a chance against Georgia, and they'd probably be on the short end of a game like Missouri that is more balanced. There you go. And that's kind of where they are and where they are as a program. Mark has done a tremendous job. Um, but until they can get a little bit more of a balanced attack, 
from the passing game standpoint, they're going to be stuck kind of in that, that area where I think, you know, maybe they're becoming a little bit spoiled to where they want more, but that's kind of the where things are. <clears throat> Notre Dame, the other side of the USC game. What a great performance. What a great defensive game plan by Al Golden. Um, how they attacked Caleb Williams, frustrated him. I mean, numerous hurries, hits, sacks. USC has no answer if their offense is out of rhythm, which is, again, why we always say if you don't have the balance, somebody can get you. It may not get you during the regular season, but eventually it'll get you. The better teams will get you. And then what? Then what do you do? And USC had no answer. They had no answer. <clears throat> they could not get enough done offensively. And I was impressed with Notre Dame's being able to shut the door because there was a little bit of a window where USC looked like they were going to try to make a comeback, mount a comeback. <clears throat> but again, Notre Dame was able to shut the door. Special teams, kick return for a touchdown. Uh, USC's, they're all about their offense. They are not sound in the kicking game, and they're very poor defensively. Duke continues to play good ball. Um, impressive job over NC State. I, I would say that it's going to be interesting to see uh, how Florida State, that Duke game is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Kudos to Oregon State. What a really good job at home getting it done against UCLA. Good performance. Jonathan Smith does a really, really good job. So the winners of the week, as I see it, uh, <clears throat> without question, um, would be Washington. Um, I would say that um, um, uh, Notre Dame's performance is certainly um, would, would fall into that category. Um, Maryland would be a loser um, in, in a big Colorado at all. What a really poor performance, blowing a big lead like that. And, of course, Dion uh, talking about his kids. <clears throat> it's not important to his kids yet. His own kid himself is doing marketing at halftime of the game. And, again, it's a circus show, and it's coming back to reality pretty quickly. Um, USC is the big loser. AM's a big loser of the weekend. Um, those are the things that jump out. And in terms of, I don't like to get into the, the whole Heisman conversation, but everyone wants to have been asked this. Who's your Heisman favorite? I mean, I think at this point you'd have to put Michael Penix at the top. I would say he and Dylan Gabriel off the past two weeks, they're the flavor of the month. Folks, the games in November are the ones you remember. The Heisman is usually one in November. Uh, let's see how this plays out. A lot of football. Got an uh, interesting week next week. Uh, we've got Penn State, Ohio State, um, Tennessee, Alabama, Washington State, and Oregon. Let's see how the uh, the Ducks respond. Clemson at Miami. Duke at Florida State is going to be fun. Utah at USC. Uh, look, it continues. It never ends. And it's what's great about college football is it's got a playoff feel every week to it. Um, in the regular season so that we begin to kind of figure out and unravel where these things are going to play out. A reminder, you, you can get detailed breakdowns of all the action of the weekend over at LandryFootball.com, which is why you want to become a member today. 
uh, join us. Take advantage of our football season offers. It's the best deal that we've got going. You can try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But our football um, season special is the best deal that we have. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share for free the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Uh, always great to be with also a reminder, uh, if you want all the latest NFL breakdowns, we got it uh, for you right here at the Landry Football Podcast Network, as well as LandryFootball.com. So check it out as well. Great to be with you. 